Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Reporters Who Have Indeed Reassembled, where I am one of those sports reporters, Chase Thomas, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ, also here down there in Birmingham, Alabama, Andrew Hammond of AL.com. Andrew, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. I feel like Auburn might um, dispute the whole Everything School thing, so... I'm sorry. Did you see AJ Russell out here eight Ks and three innings last night? As Tennessee looks to be the number one baseball program oh, once again, we're, top, again. we're the number one oh, basketball program right oh, now in the SEC, top ten SEC program again. with Nico um, Iamaliava as a Heisman dark horse. He's mm. he's doing it again, Bob. He's mm-hmm. he's just, fault, just so. pretend he's pretend he's the teacher from Charlie Brown, and he's yeah, pretend. that's yeah, all it is. Yeah. One, Especially he said baseball, which we all understand. Oh, yay. Another flame out. Yay. Omaha, we, we too, the it. last three years. What are we doing here? I mean, we Auburn's out here wearing the all navy blue pajamas. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Well, I, I like yeah, all. Like, all hey, hey at least they aren't made by Nike. That is true. Those uniforms God, make me mad every day. I are, are we gonna Are we gonna discuss the the Nike Fabletics? Well, please. we are going to get into that in just a second, Bob. And oh, that okay. voice you hear over there of the Daily Beast, Robert Silverman of the Mets. The Mets. Do you get it from the hat? Like, because it's the Met that Bob's wearing with an S. The Mets. How are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you, too? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, no, we have a lot to talk about, and I mean the. Uniform stuff is one of those things where you're like, for I, the way I found out, you get on tw- like some uh, somebody sent me 
some pictures of the Braves, like the red ones and the blue ones. And there's like now red cufflings on the they replace the gray with the red and like little things like that. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really bad. Because like when people overreact on stuff where you're like, oh, it's probably just a little thing and it's probably not that big of a deal. I won't notice when I'm watching Braves games. No, I'm no, going to notice no, these will. are very bad. I notice immediately these are very, very bad. And for guys like who are getting ready for the season, when you have a star player reportedly going to uh, Nike uh, or before the season gets started, where he needs to focus on, you know, his job and being a good baseball player once again, it's like, I can't even fa- like function right now. I need to go complain to Nike that these uniforms are terrible. I want to know who it was who went to uh, Nike personally to do this, but yeah. this is bad. Like this I'm is a universal all across the board. I feel like it's Juan Soto who complained because his pants were not tight enough. Mm. Because that's an issue. They promised custom sizing of the pants, and the pants evidently aren't custom sized. So some players are very upset that their pen, their pantalones are not tight enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, they look cheaply made. They look like you bought them from some website with an email address somewhere in the Philippines. Timu? Yeah, Timu ass uniforms. Not they are very <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are uh, Alibaba knockoff site uniforms. Really bad they, stuff. At first, so at first I thought, okay, because you know how they have with football jerseys, with the Nike football jerseys, you have the $99 one, but then mm-hmm. you have the authentic one right. that is, you know, tackle twill, you know, whole nine. And so when I saw the Mariners jersey, I was like, oh, okay, so they're they're doing a $99, they've restyled the $99 version. And then I was in a group chat with some friends, and one of them said, no, that's the on-field version. It is. Mm. They, look, just, they look awful. The, both Chase and Andrews sent me a text, me- <laughs> text message sending me a picture of the Mets uniform with the E, which is split somewhere <laughs> three quarters of the way through the E on the placket front, mm-hmm. which looks terrible. The plackets themselves are too narrow. Yeah. The, num- the names are too small. The MLB logo pushing the name down five inches and the names all being uniform. It's just, they look like trash. And uh, I think it's kind of funny that fanatics which has a reputation for screwing over fans with trash product is now screwing over the actual teams themselves. According to Paul Lucas, I just want to cite some actual reporting here. According to Paul Paul Lucas, who is the nation's preeminent sports uniform reporter, he runs the site UniWatch and has for decades now. Um, It used to be a column in the Village Voice. That's how long he's been doing it in the actual print newspaper of the Village Voice when that existed. He says that while Fanatics is responsible for actually manufacturing the jersey, they're going off Nike's specs, and this is really Nike's fault. And Hmm. it's easy to dunk on Fanatics for being trash, because the product is trash. But I'm going to trust his reporting on this. He is Hmm. a very good and very accurate reporter. Yeah, that's right. Even dogs are mad about the Nike uniform. You can hear Khaleesi right now, who's up on me, smacking me in the arm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's quite it's really bad, and I'm sorry. There are now two ways to get official MLB gear if you want it. 
you go to eBay or Etsy and you buy it or Facebook marketplace and you buy a used product from a couple of years ago, mm. or you go to even sketchier sites, which I have the links to if anyone needs them and I'm you, good. you get them made there. Yeah. I think the, a, I, feel, I feel like the, the links you'll, you'll, you'll give us are like dark web. Ignore the pop, yeah. Ignore the pop up window. Deep fakes. Yeah. You do not have to pay in NFTs, but that's just encouraged. It's not a big deal. It makes me feel slightly better. I think what annoys me the most about the uniforms is the font for the names. Yes. Like every time I see them, it actually, like, I'm irritated all over again. And the MLB logo below Mm -hmm. the collar line. It's just, why? Yeah. like why why did you need to change it that's that's my right. only according question. to nike they had a super high tech fit i think it's the nike vapor something something model mm-hmm. and they that's what nike does they gives a uniform pattern and then all the teams have to follow it it is cheaper for them for them to produce by the way every team now has the same size back name and number which is so dumb. Yeah. I, I mean, look, now that the players are mad about this, I think, and the players' union is getting involved, which I think is awesome, good, mm. they might change them by opening day. Because oh, yeah, once the, the players are mad, like, the, if the fan, like, in this great age of initiation, if it, the players were like, actually, they feel better and we like them. Mm. The fact that the fans are all saying you made something worse in order to turn a 2% higher marginal profit rate, they would say, okay, you're going to get mad about this, but eventually you'll stop being mad and we'll keep earning that profit. Like the idea of we can make something worse and worse and worse just to ensure that the numbers always go up. That is the basic fundamental business model in the world today. So on the other hand, the actual people wearing them complaining might cause some action here although I, I i wouldn't put it past them yeah you you remember when was it was it spalding wanted to change the style of the basketball like it maybe was around a decade ago or something and i think they did it for like one week in either preseason yes, or it was 2008 and they changed from a leather to a rubber composite basketball and everybody and hated it everyone hated it because suddenly they felt it was coming off their fingertips differently yeah. they didn't know how to shoot and it lasted for a week and they're like okay forget the yeah. old someone someone find and the it, old ball and get them out of story and it was yeah and it was kind of funny because all I remember is he, like when they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna have this new ball and like it's the lead up awesome, to it was like, we've yeah, the lead up to it was like, oh yeah, this is gonna, you know, this is gonna change the game, it's gonna be different. And then like a week into training camp, everybody was like, No, this thing sucks. <laughs> and like less like I, I wanna say even before like the first preseason, they may have played one or two I think they got games. a couple I think they got a couple of games in with it and then and it was just like after that and I think by that point it was oh yeah we're gonna change this well you know Tony the spalding balls I don't know if you've seen this Andrew in college but Tennessee like always shoots horribly with the spalding ball so when we find out that Tennessee has to play a game with a spalding ball you just know it's gonna be a brick fest spalding ball for whatever which reason is, is terrible mm-hmm. which is interesting 
for for some teams. Yep. Um, well, also Rick Barnes practice with the Spalding ball. Hello, duh. No, it's never happens. It's a rarity. Like in Brooklyn, actually, uh, they had it last year, and Tennessee shot horribly. If you look up the shooting numbers from Tennessee Texas Tech last year in Brooklyn, horrible. But horrible. But, but at Ooh. the same time, you you've got to know how to at least play or practice with it just just so you can anticipate what's coming because that just feels kind of like okay yeah it's like i'm using a keyboard and you know the keyboard sucks but you don't like Prepare Are you out here practicing on a typewriter just in case the keyboard goes away? I'm just, saying, I, I'm, I'm just saying, if I'm Tennessee hmm. and I see a Spalding ball, I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. I'm going to get used to it. But no. I get it. No, I totally I'd rather get it. just pretend that we'll never see it. And once a year, we'll just destroy our shooting and then, you know, go with the other. Wilson's the king. Wilson's the king ball. Best ball. For college, yes. I love the Wilson ball. That's NBA. NBA, Before I retired from pickup, I always brought my Wilson. Love a Wilson. Um, It's lighter. Uh, Andrew, are you a believer with San Francisco opening as the Super Bowl favorite in 2025? Are you a believer that they are going to be able to avoid what happened to the Eagles this past year and bounce back and get back to the Super Bowl? Hey, Chase, what's today's date? It is February 17th. Saturday. February 17th, yeah. 2024, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Year of our Lord. the Super Bowl again? Uh, Sometime in February 2025, I think. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. okay, so a lot can change then. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not buying it. Um, I Look, who would have thought the Detroit Lions were going to be 30 minutes and change away from going to a Super Bowl? Yeah. Who would have thought that the Eagles – would have blown out their diaper the last week wow. of November. Wow. Up until up until they lost in Tampa Bay. Like we can't predict these things. As much as we joke around about the NFL script, saying that San Francisco is going to open up as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Fine. There's a sucker born every day. So congratulations to like the I would say maybe nearly six figure amount of people who probably done a futures bet on the Niners. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just burned money, but no, I mean, look, and I was looking at this yesterday with a few, uh, you know, those two early predictions for the Super Bowl, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I saw a good amount of non chiefs participation. Which is fine. I totally get it. Uh, because nobody's ever gone, you know, back to back to back. Nobody's ever done a three-peat in the Super Bowl era. It happened in the NFL era, but not in the Super Bowl era. Uh, or I should say pre-merger era, in case somebody wants to be a smart guy. Um, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of teams, and this is the thing I saw. There are a lot of teams who were picked to win, this is from ESPN, that were picked to either go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl that have not really done it and haven't got that deep. One that um, stood out to me was the Bills. 
Mm. Everybody was kind of like, oh, this is going to be the Bills' time. Yeah. It was supposed to be their time this year. They outplayed. Yeah, I think I think the Bills' wind- window for winning a title with under the Sean, remember 9-11 McDermott <laughs> coaching regime might be over. It and, and and I'll say I'll say this and then I'll, I'll pass it on to Bob. But I look at a team like the Bills, and you had everything set up to beat the Chiefs. You could have gone into Baltimore winning that game. Arguably, you were the better team for fifty nine minutes, and you know. You were you oh, were the gosh, better team for fifty for, for fifty nine minutes and forty seven seconds. I forgot um, how they screwed the pooch against Baltimore. Honestly, that's already been wiped from my memory. Oh wow, that was yeah, awful. yeah. But then, you know, Buffalo misses the field goal. Kansas City walks out. They go in next week. They beat Baltimore. So, like that, it's it's that and. It's just way too early. It's way too early to to for, for these things. And it's just, and I get why people do it, but I'm also looking at this like, as it pertains to San Francisco, that's a team that, that's a team that's got to look at themselves. And, and I hate saying it like this, because I, but there's no really no other way. They've got to go into next season taking no prisoners, taking no BS. Um, you've almost got to be robot-like in terms of the relaxed atmosphere. They, And I'm not saying that it's casual or anything. There's nothing wrong with it. But there is a purpose. Like You have to essentially go out there and establish the fact that, yes, we – it is Super Bowl or bust for us because I think after next year, that's when that window is gonna start to shut. I, I've got a question for for Andrew and Chase, which I don't think is too early to ask this question, considering it's this weekend. Uh, can you guys name more than one participant in the dunk contest? Uh, Matt McClung, who they bring out now as Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do you say? Yeah, I'm gonna go McClung, no. McClung Jalen Brown. Is Jalen in it? Jalen is not in the dunk contest. I sorry. thought he was. I thought I thought they put him in. Is he not uh, in? Hold on. Who is in the? This is where we're at right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're Jamieing. It. It's got to be Obi Toppin, right? Obi's yeah, got to be in there. Yeah. No, no, no. Obi Toppin path and they went for Obi Toppin's brother. Yeah, it's oh. Jacob. Jacob Toppin. The dunk contest is not high profile enough for Obi Toppin, <laughs> but Obi Toppin's brother will do it if you, you know, okay. you ask. So yeah. They have Obi Toppin at home for the dunk contest. <laughs> it's Jacob Toppin, basically. Yeah. Also a Nick. Um two other guys? I, th- I swear I thought Jalen Brown was in it. I don't think he is, man. I think that's – this is too fa- – this is not – who is in the dunk? I swear Jalen Brown was in the dunk contest. Uh, oh, Jalen Brown is in it. 
because it's Jaime Jaquez as well, it's right? Jaime Jaquez. Oh, and Jaime Jaquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Miami, the very very precocious Miami Heat rookie who looks sort of like uh, a cross between Adam Driver and the Captain Morgan Spice from Pirate. That guy. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, congrats to Jalen Brown for taking up the mantle of actual good NBA player competing in the dunk contest this year. Mm. And I think he would he's probably if we're talking gambling here, he's got to be the odds on favorite now. I think it might be time to end the dunk contest, folks. I think this is the nadir. If it's hey, two days hey, out Bob. and we can't name them. Hey, Bob. Welcome to yeah, 2014, what? bro. Okay. I think it's time to do something else because no one cares and no one wants to participate. I mean, I think you're right there. And you see too with like the, the changing of like what is exciting in the NBA, right? Where what is the highlight of All-Star Weekend this weekend? What is everyone talking about? Steph. It's Sabrina and Steph. And Sabrina it's the three, and Steph. Yeah. Like that's the highlight. People want to see some crazy shooting. Like that's what they want you're, to see. You're, you, Andrew's out of here. We're, you're going to miss our exciting conversation about Adam Silver trying to make the lit, the hype LED court happen and mm-hmm. get more people yeah, excited about yeah, the LED court. Yeah, I saw I, I saw it. And you, you should leave on that. You should get out of here before yeah, we discuss. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those. You ever seen that episode of The Office where they're doing the murder mystery and Creed walks in from lunch and he's just like, oh, what have I missed? And he sees what's going on. He's just like, you know what? I think I left something in my car and he just sprints to the car and just speeds out of the parking lot. That is how I feel about all-star weekend. And look, Mm -hmm. I know everybody was trashing Indy. I think Indy has been a fine place. I think it's a great place for it, but yeah. All about nap town. That's what Andrew had. All right. Well, it was, it was fun. I'll see y'all. Bye Bye, Andrew. Andrew. And there's uh, Bob in the Andrew spot for a second because yeah yeah, yeah. sorry uh, I, I have no dog here to replace Andrew this week so sorry Chase Thomas podcast fans who want to see dogs on no Bob. Max no Max well Bob um, yeah 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 what are we discussing I just wanted to get Andrew mad before he left and mission accomplished you did it I, uh, and I'm I'm proud of you Bob um, factor fiction this is something I've been thinking about the last few weeks. Bill Belichick, who I think is going to do TV, right? Like CBS seems like a possibility um, with their shakeup. Is there a possibility Uh, he likes TV and just doesn't go back to the NFL and doesn't break Shield's record? I I can't imagine a world in which Bill Belichick is good at being on TV. I mean, Jason Garrett might have more innate charms than Bill Belichick. I think Bill's going to be good. I do not. Every I, I know, I know. He's like going to shock the world. The only thing that, okay, granted, Bill was in, I'm coaching the, the Pats mode. Yes. And, and and so the only thing he would say to the press would be things that were downright false or snarky or, you know, we're on to Cincinnati, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe there is a hidden reserve of charisma and, what? a hidden reserve of, of charisma and like, improv skills that bill has not displayed to date i mean look he went to wesleyan that's a it's a fine institution of higher learning they may have taught Mm. him these things um but i i feel like he's going to be bad at it Hmm. and i I, here's a thought 
If you're the Jets, why don't you just hand him a giant truck full of cash? Well, it's funny you say Jets because, and I know you have a rooting interest here. Jets, 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 yeah. I'm just, we're amped about the new Jets uniforms. They're going back to the throwbacks this year, folks. You may have missed it because they made the announcement 10 minutes after Kansas City won the Super Bowl. And Mm. then they got a lot of heat for being like, you know, guys, read the room. It's not the moment for this. Travis Kelsey is going to talk to Taylor in a second. So shut up. But yes, they're going, they're going back to their throwback uniforms which I'm very happy about because the Adam Gase era uniforms were utter trash. I don't need them. They're just different. Like, they're not bad. I think either are okay. I mean, the, the Curtis Martin ones are the best. The, Pennington, the color green is too dark. Hmm. It's too dark a green, and it does not look good on TV. It just looks like... It, it Aren't they keeping one version of them? This year? I think, yeah. I think I when no, I was reading the report, I thought they were just, keeping one. They are keeping the throwback from last year, which is the all-white uniform. It appears, oh. by all indication, they are bringing back the original 80s Jets helmet logo, mm-hmm. with the wacky space-age font, which is good. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a home green version of that uniform, and then, of course, a black alternate, because there has to be a black alternate. Mm-hmm. Um, which the Celtics have just... The Curtis rough. Martin-era throwbacks are... Mm-hmm. Would be good, but they shifted from Kelly Green to a darker Packers-like forest green, and it always looked like mud on TV. It just never looked mm. good. But the actual design, the name of their design, awesome. There's, in fact, a story about how Parcells was coaching the team in the second year when they first wore the name as throwbacks, and they were playing the Niners in, two, in 1998, and Garrison Hurst saw them, like, then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Jets starting QB Glenn Foley running out of the field. And he goes, thought that was freaking Joe Namath coming out to play us. It was very exciting at the time. The Jets, the, the Namath era design is fun and good. And mm-hmm. I hope they bring that back as a throwback, but with the proper color scheme. Belichick, Jets, your question. Well, the thing about the Belichick Jets thing. So I was talking to Gary Myers, um, author of Once a Giant and uh, Brady vs. Manning, great uh, NFL writer. Long time, yes, New York tabloid institution, Gary Myers. Mm -hmm. And I asked him about Bill a little bit because I was like, what I asked him about was because him and Mike Shanahan were close and are close. I don't know if they still are. And like 
if Bill can't get a head coaching job this cycle, why not just be the DC for Kyle and have the ultimate where Kyle just gives you full control over the defense? Kyle, we've never seen anything like that in sports where like the Niners would be must watch every week where you have the best offensive mind in the sport and the best defensive mind in the sport co-coaching. He, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't give up that degree of control. He wouldn't. I mean, it. he wouldn't do it, but I'm just saying like I would do it for a year if it's understood like it's a one year mercenary type thing. Like, why not? You get to only focus on the defense, which is what you're best Bill at anyway. Bel- Bill Belichick would not allow another person to be the final say. Yeah. At this well, point in his career, he just I wouldn't. think, well, I also threw out the Jets to him. And he was like, right. what's way more likely is the Giants because of the Parcells factor, oh, because oh, that yeah. job is probably going to open up next cycle is everyone's so focused on the Cowboys, which is a realistic shot for him. But the Giants, and I think he, uh, you'll have to listen to the pod, but I think Mora, he likes Mora. And part of it is an ownership thing. And yeah. he, I yeah, mean, right. it's a different yeah. ownership group that he said no to and spurned. Because uh, I think Woody had not come in yet when he left the Jets high and dry. So there yeah. is that. But very unlikely, based on uh, talking to Gary, that the Jets were an option. But I 100% agree with you where it's like, are you, if he's available, why would you not go? Or even Mike Brabel, if you're the Jets, where you're like, are you sure that Robert Sala and everything, like, are you sure with this last he year, Aaron Rodgers, potentially, best, this is worth it? He is He is the best looking coach in the NFL. Let's, I'll say that for Robert Sala. Robert Sala? Yeah. Is he the best the looking? Hands. Is it just because he looks like the guy from Criminal Minds? Yes, he's he's a handsome man. No one does. I'm going to ask Sam. I'm going to text her and be like, I need you to look at all the NFL coaches. Is- okay. Yes. Do a, like definitely rate the hotness of the NFL coaches and run it by a woman. Cause this is clearly as two as two uh, heterosexual men, we may not be equipped to answer this question properly. I, I mean, I think it's just, Hey, you, the more insight, the better here. Yeah. Uh, we're just gathering data. So we want to <laughs> know. We call us data, is- data bros, man. Yeah. 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 Take that for data. Um, uh, is Vrabel that good? I think Vrabel's, I mean, is he better? Has he shown more than Salah at this point? Yes. Is he a better risk than Salah yeah. for another year? Yes. So there was a, there was a deep dive in the athletic about what happened at the end, or may have been the daily news about what happened last year with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the usual, here's why your crappy team was crappy. Mm-hmm. With sniping quotes about letting Aaron Rodgers, you know, run wild, and Salah getting really paranoid when the leaks started coming out, and acting like he was Nixon, and like bringing people in and asking, "Are you the leaker?" and all this really just sad, lame stuff when the wheels started to fall off the Jets season last year. So maybe he is not built for this. Is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Salah gets one. Like th- he's in a lame duck year whether he knows it or not. I mean, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, if he goes on a, an ayahuasca vision, if he comes out of his yurt ready and focused and is able to stay healthy, and if they can rebuild, I think, at a minimum three-fifths and possibly four-fifths of the offensive line and to keep him upright, uh, then Salah will hang around. But Roger, the, the bottom line with the Jets is Rodgers likes Salah, so he's staying as long as Rodgers is here. Aaron Rodgers is the GM of the Jets. That's what's going on. So Aaron Rodgers would not probably would not want to like be coached by Bill Belichick. So he wouldn't. He might want to be coached by Bill Brable. I don't think I, yeah. I have a feeling Aaron Rodgers would get pissy 
if there was a coach who was clearly the most important person on the team. Aaron Rodgers will only function if he is the absolute focus, center of attention with the football team he's on at all times. I think if you ask people in Wisconsin, they would agree with that sentiment for all of the successes he had in Green Bay. So my whole Belichick idea is probably never going to happen. Vrabel's a possibility. I mean, uh, Salah gets one year to be good. And if they're not good this year, regardless of who they sign, regardless of who they draft, he's out. Yeah. I mean, a lot can change based on how this year goes. Like the Jets are in full on. Oof. Who knows they don't have a great. They don't have a great cap situation. They're going to have to rework some contracts. Uh, they lost their second round pick in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, they uh, they need, like I said, they need three at a minimum new starters on the offensive line, and probably four because uh, Olivera Tucker is always getting hurt. And, and it's got to be annoying so, as a Jets fans, right? Because like the Jets have drafted well, like everything. If they're all healthy, like the Jets offensive line, they've done like, the right on stuff. The line they have it. The three no, on the line they have. I mean, you look at it. You look at Mackay Becton was a Ooh. good pick. He just hasn't been healthy. Or well, then he wasn't a good pick. <sighs> there were Vera there Tucker were the, the worries with the reason. Look, I wanted. I'm on record here as wanting Tristan Wirfs. I wanted them mm. to take Tristan Wirfs. They didn't take Tristan Wirfs. In any case, um, uh, the problem with the Beckton pick that when he went, I think, 11th or 12th that year is everyone said, okay, if he can stay healthy and keep his weight down, yeah, he could be the most dominant offensive lineman in that year's class. He has not stayed healthy, and he has not consistently kept his weight down. So that means that wasn't a good pick because the worst-case scenario came to be. Vera Tucker, who they traded up for. Now, if you're going to trade up for an interior offensive lineman, that interior offensive lineman has to be good. He mm. has been a very good and flexible. I mean, they've shifted him out for like both right and left tackle at various points in his career. But he can't stay healthy, too. And I'm sorry, availability is a skill. And sometimes mm. it's a fluke. You never know who's going to start getting hurt. The injuries can be... Uh, utterly happenstance and not related to that player's long-term outlook, but okay, Vera Tucker's done well. Where are the fifth, sixth, and seventh round offensive linemen who they've been able to coach up into being reasonable replacement le level players when all these guys go down? Right now, they don't exist. Mm -hmm. Tipman, the center, who, by the way, we, I did mention both Joe Tipman and John Michael Schmitz on this pod, so I'd like a little mm -hmm. credit for the Jets drafting Joe Tipman. Um, uh, looks good, but eh, you know it's a little sketchy. Right now, it's it, the right now the offensive line is Tipman and Vera Tucker, and they may mm. cut Lincoln Tomlinson, who was a bad free agent signing from San Francisco. He's been bad. They paid him a lot. They paid an interior offensive lineman a big contract, and he's been downright bad. So, like I'm saying, they need at least three offensive linemen, and considering the rate of attrition in the NFL with offensive lines in general, they probably need like four five or six offensive line. And you just can't get that in one calendar year. It's not possible. So that's a problem. They also need a receiver because they signed all of Aaron Rodgers' buddies. And now they have Garrett Wilson and nobody. Yeah. They need at least two wide receivers. That's a lot of people. That's, uh, you know, they can have as successful an offseason as they like. Those are a lot of bodies that they would need to bring in. I just don't know if that many guys exist. 
Yeah. Well, uh, we'll they, see. Might, they might they might trade their futures. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade their future second for Devontae Adams because in for a penny and for a pound, Devontae has said that he likes Antonio Pierce and wants to play for him now that Pierce was made the full-time coach. But I mean, is he going to like it when they're a run-first team, which is what they've said, and they brought in Luke Getze to be a run-first team? Yeah, he might not love the Luke Getze hiring, so we'll see about that. Uh, Final thing here, Bob. I thought this would be fun. Biggest NBA All-Star break overreaction for you is what? What's your biggest overreaction in the NBA? Two things that are happening all star game weekend, or generally, no, just like we're at the break. So, your biggest, just a uh, big picture NBA overreaction could be uh, a team player championship. Yeah, I think it for me, it's everyone freaking out about the 65 game awards limit rule mm. where you have to play 65 games or else you're not eligible. To me, yeah, that's right. I mean, honestly, they should trust voters enough to, to say, okay. Uh, player X only suited up for 55 games. He's not, that is not as much valuable as a, as a comparable star who managed to get on the court for 75. If mm-hmm. you want to go, you want to pick, I don't know, like box score plus minus wins over replacement, whatever advanced metric you want. You just want to use your good old the fashioned eye test. Most people I think are capable of understanding that a guy who's not available is not going to be considered the most valuable. Um, and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep it's a it's a it people getting mad about the fact that they're not eligible for awards, I think are missing the point. Hmm. The point is is that Adam Silver wants players playing in games because that's what fans are paying to see players in games. And this is a blunt force solution to that problem. And the problem of making sure that players suit up more hasn't really been effective. And instead, it's just made people mad about the wrong thing, which is, which, as we said on this pod numerous times, the schedule is too long. Mm-hmm. With the amount of, with the amount of effort that an NBA player needs to put in to play a game in 2024, as opposed to even 2014, they are. It is asking too much of them to suit up. For, and play really well for 82 games. You're going to get 70 games from a superstar. That doesn't mean they're sitting out 12 games, but there are going to be games where they're going to phone it in a little bit. And that's not great either. I mean, that's what players always do. I mean, look, uh, you know, Michael like Michael Jordan, because he's a sociopath, probably wasn't doing this. But, you know, take your stars of yesteryear, and there were games when they were like, okay, I only need to put three quarters of my ass into this one to be, mm-hmm. you know, the San Diego Clippers. So to me, the overreaction is like worrying about who gets what award. And the bigger problem is, is that the schedule is too long. It's hurting both attendance and viewership and it's diminishing the value of the product. And I kind of wish more people were focused on that, but they're not. I think it just feels like we're reaching a tipping point, right? Like this is going to continue to annoy play. Like there's going to have to come to, some resolution is going to have to come about, right? Like you, they're not going to, do you think they're going to keep 82 games 10 years from now? Do you think it's still 82 TV contracts? Mm. That's what it is. As long as the networks care about having a live event that they can show commercials during, they are going to want, again, what were we talking about with fanatics? Yeah. 
if they can devalue the pro the, the product by X percent and earn Y percent more, they're fine with that because fan like they are fine with getting those profits right now and harming the product and harming the people who consume it in the long run. And I think the NBA is fine with that too. They're worse mm -hmm. with a game that is five percent worse if they can make seven percent more profit in their next media in their next uh, you know contract, whether it's with streaming platforms and Turner and a network or whomever. I just, I, I'm going to say that it does change. I'm going to say it okay. changes in some way because I really do think player you're going to see some players with the 65 game, like good players who get really upset about this. I think they're going to push back. Um, well, they're going to get upset because contracts are tied to those awards, which right. is equally ridiculous because it's hurting their, because it's harming them financially. That's what yeah. they're going to get upset about. Same way that, like with Fanatics, Nike, and Major League Baseball players, it's not. I don't think most of them. I think if it were just a question of, well, these uniforms look like crap, I think they would have gotten over it. But I think the consensus is actually this is making our jobs harder. Why mm -hmm. are you making our jobs harder for no reason? Well, the answer is there is a reason. It's just not a reason that they that major league baseball or the uniform manufacturers can in any way justify which is our stockholders need to make more money mm -hmm. so yeah maybe if a player gets hosed out of a lot of cash you'll see a big stink but till then i mean the union the nba union bears responsibility they negotiated this this wasn't something that was unilaterally opposed by the board of governors the union agreed to this. So if NBA players have a beep, tape it up with a beep, a beef. Take it up with your union leadership because they let you down. Again, the solution here is to organize. Mm. I just, do you, I don't know. I, I'm still optimistic. I think some of this stuff will get ironed out. I, I think that this is just not sustainable over the long term because I think this friction is not good for the league, not good for the players, not good for the fans. I don't know. My gut just tells me this gets sorted in some way. Um, it is interesting, too, when I watch. Uh, I like, think it gets sorted is that people find something else to be mad at and it gets sort mm. of quietly dropped. But that's a kind of a sorting. That's a sorting. That counts as a shortage. Yeah. You know. Well, it is interesting, too, like the because I think there was a lot of panic in the NHL because there were some late season. Um, I think it was the Bruins last year who had some guys um, resting down the stretch and the Bruins were having this all time great season. They were like, oh, here it comes. Uh, DMP rest in hockey because it was something we had not seen. And hockey overlaps with basketball, the basketball season. They play three games a week, right? Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. Saturday. And I could be wrong, but it seems like the the fear of like that permeating into hockey hasn't happened yet. And the NBA has a three game a week type of uh, issue. But like hockey, you're not doing the back to backs like they don't have a back to back issue. They I do. Think I mean, they huh? do do back to backs. I mean, the, the whole load what I'm saying is not an issue. You haven't ever I've never yeah. read a piece in a hockey. I've never read a hockey piece where it's like hockey has a back to back problem. Like I've never yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, if clearly they, that's because hockey players are built different. Everybody, I mean, no one denies that. Well, I don't even know. It's not even that. I just, I'm curious 
if I was curious going into this year, if that was going to permeate into hockey and we were going to get to this point all across major sports and you're just because the NFL, obviously you do that at the end of the year when you've clinched things or things are going, um, your team's been eliminated. Like that's always going to happen the last few weeks of the NFL season where those, a lot of those games are meaningless. Um, but it was permeating at the end of the season. Like, is it going to be the beginning where teams who are having these historic starts are going to be more careful um, and not prioritize gobbling up the regular season wins? And it just doesn't seem like that's been the case. It's all. And I just wonder how much of it is just because you had obviously the friction with silver and players before the year, right? Like the reports about like actually playing on the DMP doesn't work. And our studies show that um, you need to be. Oh God. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, it's uniquely NBA where there's this, and I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how to explain I, I this. Think, I think if hockey, I think if hockey was more visible and popular sport in the U.S., you might see some similar complaints. Hmm. I think it's just a question of visibility. I, 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 I and we're we're paying it. You know, we're paying attention to the NBA, so we're hearing about it. I, yeah. per, I'm, I mean, I'm an extremely casual hockey fan. In that, mm. if the Rangers are on TV, I might watch them. If they make the playoffs, I'll sort of pay attention to what's yeah. going on, kind of. But I'm a casual, so uh, I think if you, this might be a question for a hockey knower. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, and I wonder if it's going to eventually get there, or. It, but it just does seem like it's a uniquely. Um, it basketball. does seem like a uniquely basketball problem at the moment. But I mean, yeah. I think the parallel for Major League Baseball would be pitchers throwing shorter and shorter starts, taking more, you know, skipping days between starts. I mean, a, a, a good MLB workhorse right now throws 180 innings. And that's yeah. for anyone who was a baseball fan in the 90s or, or even or the 80s, that seems like a laughable amount of time on the mound. Well, it's also interesting with baseball is I like John, uh, formerly of Fangraphs, uh, that we talk uh, on this show every week. One of the things we were talking about a few weeks ago with baseball and John's theory is like, and I think you're starting to see this a little bit. Teams are only going to have like one or two big time starters. And then like it's yeah. quote unquote a fourth and fifth starter, but it's really going to be bullpen games where those yeah, fourth yeah, or fifth yeah, are going to be patchworks. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be just, littered I mean, with bullpen. This was a bold proposal. I think like Rob Nyer wrote it out in one of Bill James's historical baseball abstracts in the late 80s, early 90s, which is why don't you have a 10-man rotation where everyone just pitches three innings? Yeah. When why does no why does no one think of eight on like and just have relievers who maybe have one and a half pitches, give them three innings to go, and he was sort of working for the kinks. Well, what if a reliever gets off, you know, throws a no-hitter? Do you take him out then? What if a guy's getting shelled? Do mm. you leave him in there? How do you work it? Da, 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 da. But, yeah, it's been a trend for decades now heading towards this. I think he's right. The problem is, like, you know what's cool? Starters. Cool. Yeah, long, starters like, are cool. Yeah, closers are Starter cool. Pitching. Starters are cool. Starters pitching into the ninth is cool. So yep. uh, uh, a a an, a seemingly endless pr- procession of Tampa Bay Rays like guys who they coached up to reshape their fastball and slider, and so that they can give them, you know, a three something ERA for a hundred innings a year. That's not nearly as much fun. I don't know nope. who any of those guys are. I'm sure they're all. They for me, they're all named Ryan Yarborough. It's an and it's just Ryan Yarborough as far as the eye can see. And I mean that's the problem. Like I'm not even kidding. It's that simple. Is it's a bunch of no, it's just not as fun and it's the branding purposes and no. like, I, like and it's it, it because it is 
financially, and again, not to bring this all back to the means of production here, but financially, it is easier for the Tampa Bay Rays to find 15 guys a year to populate their like pitching mm-hmm. staff, one of whom might be a Tyler Glasnow or Chris Archer or, uh, you know, back in the day, um, David Price level ace. But generally, they're going to sell that guy off and just keep Yarborough-ing it as far as the eye can see. They can find 15 Ryan's Yarborough if they need them every single year. And they yeah. don't have to pay them. And when one gets too good to keep, they've got more coming up through the system. That is how they manage the fact that they are, are really not feel like a competitive Major League Baseball team in a lot of ways, and yet are always in contention in the AL. Yeah. And that works for Tampa Bay's owners to make money. Who does that not work for? People who like watching baseball. And they don't care that it makes the product worse. They just don't. Because that's not their job, is to put out the best possible product. Their job is to earn. It's the, you know, the, the it's what the book, was, what was the name of the book? The 0.1% solution or 0.05% solution? Or mm-hmm. the book about the Rays and, and how they've been able to, you know. Yeah. Arbitrage their way to being a successful Major League Baseball franchise. But it sucks. It absolutely sucks. It's not as much fun. Inefficiency no. is fun in yes. all kinds of ways. Like when, you know, when old head basketball fans talk about, oh, I miss, I don't know, pick your favorite, pick your favorite like mid range killer throwing up utterly inefficient like 20 footers. Mm-hmm. Like Christian Leighton. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Christian Leitner like really Alan Henderson top off the funometer. Okay, yeah, we're now naming some guys, some Hawks mm-hmm. guys in particular, evidently mm-hmm. for reasons that are beyond me. Um, Marvin Williams, right? Jamal Crawford. Let's Jamal go with Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, extremely fun to watch. How much does he impact winning? I don't know, but I like watching Jamal Crawford. And yeah. we've we've taken that player, we've removed that kind of player from the league because there are ways to handle it. Yeah. Well, that is all I've got, Bob Silverman. Yeah. What can the good folks check out from you over at the Daily Beast and everywhere else this week? Uh, uh, I've got so as you, huh? we're in the grand productive years. I've got things I'm working on, nothing up on the site at the moment. But uh, I, if you Follow me on the bad website at Bob Sieta or the slightly less bad website, uh, Blue Sky at Robert Silverman. Uh, I'll be sure to post about it there. You'll be able to find my glorious works of prose if you want to read them. Nothing at the moment. There you go. Andrew, always appreciate it too, wherever Andrew is at the moment. But we always appreciate it. Go subscribe to AL.com if you're not already. Bob, Andrew, wherever you are, thank you as always. And I will talk to you next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.